Have you noticed your hair isn't looking as full <laughs> as it used to? Losing your hair is no fun. Pulling your hair out is what I did all day yesterday, <laughs> and I think half of America did. The entire country, all at uh, once. You can go to your doctor for hair loss treatment and uh, get a prescription, go to the pharmacy, but avoid all of that just by using Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com. You get the same doctor-recommended FDA hair approval light la, hair loss treatment, um, but it's a generic version, so it's about half the cost, and everything is online. You answer a few questions, snap a few pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your information and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped directly to your door. So it's easy, it is much uh, less expensive, and it's online. Go to K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Save 50% off your first order of Keeps Hair Loss Treatments. That's Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. Do it now. People hear what they want to hear. Today, I'm going to let you do most of the talking. I'm going to be talking about, well, you know, what America went through yesterday and what America faces today, tomorrow, and a year from now. There are no excuses, but there are reasons why people do the things they do. It's why the left engages and pays millions of dollars for behavioral scientists. They want to know exactly how to move people one way or another. Well, there's reasons people have moved here, and it isn't Donald Trump. People are going to hear what they want to hear. Those in the media will hear me endorsing or explaining away or making excuses for people on the right may hear me today and go wait a minute (laughs) why are you pointing at us no we're just going to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth this audience is smart enough to know that what happened yesterday was absolutely wrong. But there are, without excuses, many reasons why, and those must be explained, must be discussed, or it's gonna happen over and over and over again. 
back program. We begin in 60 seconds. First, Brian, he lives in Alabama. Over the last few years, he's been suffering from so much pain, so frequently, so debilitating that it limited his mobility. He was barely able to get around the house, let alone go out and live his daily normal life. Like millions of Americans who suffer from pain, Brian was beginning to despair. And despair is becoming more and more popular, more and more experienced in the world today. Nothing was working. The only thing that would uh, make the pain not go away, but (laughs) Brian could uh, not care about it, but he ended up not caring about anything, were drugs. And he wanted to be lucid. Well, finally, Brian stumbled across the solution. He heard me talking about relief factor, decided he would give it a try. What did he have to lose? Turns out what he had to lose was about 90% of his pain. In the first three weeks, Brian got his life back. It's happened to me. It's happened to so many of our listeners. Let it happen to you. Relief factor, not a drug developed by doctors and 70% of the people who go on to try it. Order more month after month because it works for them. It's relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. I have bad news for you. This is only the beginning. And why? Well, Because we are at a crossroads in the nation. People are longing to be free. And they have seen disturbing attempts to subvert their freedoms and impose on their lives. When people have lost their jobs are living in states where (laughs) there's draconian measures. They've been told to shut their business down and they've been told to pipe down because you want to kill grandma. Meanwhile, people like Cuomo are actually killing grandma and grandpa. When people have done everything they can and actually started in my my example started from the premise that yeah donald trump probably was working with the russians yeah well if he was doing something he should go to jail and then actually did the work and found out the exact opposite was true and the more you found out the more you realized The entire government seemed to be in on it. The FBI knew that this was a plan from Clinton. They knew it. And they did nothing. And when you expose it, no one goes to jail. When people feel as though their voice is being silenced... That even their own representatives from their own party treat them like garbage. When they've been called racist, bigots. 
when they've been called conspiracy theorists over things like the Hunter Biden laptop that now the press says, oh, I guess there is something there. But we all feel that nothing will ever happen. What are they supposed to do? Now, here's let me make this very clear. They are not supposed to get violent. We have a right of free speech of petitioning our government. We have a right to demand answers. But we don't destroy the Capitol. We don't. You know, I, I, I feel horrible saying this, but I have to say it if I'm to be consistent. I, for, the, for years, have talked about this. And the last summer, 90 days of violence, burning things down, challenging, pushing cops, not obeying the law, not obeying a cop. We told you, if you are running and the cop says stop, you stop. Otherwise, you could get shot and killed. This woman that was killed in the Capitol, shot by police officers. Was she obeying? Stop. Don't come in. Don't do this. She's trying to get into the floor of the house. She's shot. I don't think she deserved to die. I don't think she should have been shot. There's no, in my opinion, there's no justification of shooting through a door at somebody. But she was trying to go into the House of Representatives. The people on the other side of the door had no idea if these people were armed or anything. For consistency's sake, I have to say the same thing that I said over the summer. Obey the police. (sighs) But what do people do when the institutions that are supposed to address matters lawfully don't? What do people do when they feel like nobody's listening to me? I mean, this is why I was in support of what Senator Cruz was doing. uh, Chris Stewart was doing saying, look, give us 10 days, 10 days and a hearing. I don't know this for a fact. Well, I do from Chris Stewart. Because I've talked to him about it. Chris knew that this isn't going to change anything. It's not going to change the outtime outcome because there's no time. And there is no there's no trigger or mechanism in the Constitution. So it's not going to change anything except one very important thing. You take the charges from half the country seriously. And you seriously consider them. You listen. Nobody wants to do that. You're a conspiracy theorist. Shut up. Sit down. 
Why won't people hear a case consider evidence? Why the double standard? Why when Hillary Clinton was sharing on her own private server confidential top secret documents nothing happens to her but a guy who takes a picture of the inside of a submarine for his kid nothing sensitive just breaking the law taking a picture of inside of a u.s submarine he goes to jail nothing happens to hillary clinton you can't do that you can't do that Don't talk to me about the rule of law unless you're willing to apply the rule of law equally. Now, I can talk about the rule of law because I'm consistent. And quite honestly, so is the audience. 90 days, you did nothing. You said nothing. Oh, man, didn't take you 90 days. It took you about two and a half minutes to start calling these people seditious terrorists. Where the hell were you with with Antifa? I was saying those people should be arrested and it was wrong. Today, those people who went in, tore up our capital, broke the windows, put their feet up on people's desks, destroyed public property they should be arrested but i think the left should be arrested as well what do people do with double standards and corruption What do people do when the rule of law is corrupted by so many bad actors in nearly every institution that people feel powerless when they see massive investigations launched by Congress when Trump makes a phone call to Ukraine, but when real corruption with far more evidence and consequence like voter fraud, Hunter Biden, or the real story of Ukraine When that's completely ignored, what do you do when the system is no longer followed? What do you do? Because you've always been told you were raised to believe in America, that America answers to the people. When you can't trust anything because it's shady, fraudulent, illegal, Nobody cares when you can't trust anyone. You can't trust your own party. You can't trust the other party. You can't trust any politician. You can't trust the courts. You can't trust the Supreme Court. You can't trust everybody in the administration. You can't trust the police. You can't trust the DOJ. You can't trust the FBI. You can't trust the military. You can't trust your own schools and your teachers. What do you do? There is no excuse for what happened yesterday, but there are reasons it happened. And unless and until we have a serious conversation about what started that, it wasn't Donald Trump.
Donald Trump is an effect. He is not the cause. He's an effect. This is not going to be the last time this happens. God forbid. Today, I plead with you. Let's be adults. And let's talk about it. Anger and fear will get us nowhere. I give up. I surrender to the tactics of the left. If we become everything we despise, we are truly done as a nation. What do you say to people? It's taken me all day and a sleepless night to figure out what to say to you. And I'll say it to you in 60 seconds. All right. Let me talk to you a little about Built Bar. Um, I've made a, uh, I made a promise to myself that I was going to lose weight this year. And uh, I start Monday. I start Monday. So a lot of people started this week and then this week happened. Yeah. And now, <clears throat> now I'm, but Monday I'm starting mm-hmm. Monday. I'm serious about it. Oh, good. Uh, so let me just, uh, let me just say this built bar is going to be a big part of, of everything that I'm doing. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Now also a little self-control Glenn would be nice. Uh, it doesn't help you. If you eat three of the built bars, you know, they taste like candy bars. They're great. They're really great. Now, eating them the way you're supposed to, uh, it will it can literally help you lose so much weight and be more healthy. It's really a tremendous candy bar, but it's not a candy bar. It is. It's actually good for you. Built bar. I want you to go and check them out for yourself. The flavors are absolutely fantastic. Use the promo code Beck. Get 20% off your next order. It's promo code Beck for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. 10 seconds station ID. MLK was able to affect change with nonviolent protest in spite of corruption in the South because he was able to find enough allies in Washington, D.C. And the infrastructure and society still respected the right for unpopular or minority viewpoints to at least be heard. Look at the new House rules. Look at all the legislative traditions and protections they're removing to absolutely stop minority viewpoints from even being heard. Add to the fact that media no longer does its job. It's in bed with the corrupt actors, technology, algorithms specifically designed to shape your thinking, to manipulate you. 
and you have a rather large group of Americans, dare I say most Americans, who are disenfranchised, angry, feeling that they're being completely ignored without any resource uh, and recourse, and you end up with violence, civil war, whatever you want to call it, it's not good. So what do I say to those people? I hear you. I relate to you. I feel the same thing you are feeling. But that's not an answer. But this is. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Put on the entire armor of God that you can you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness. Take on the whole armor of God that you're able to withstand the evil day and having done all just to stand. Gird your loins with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace and take with you the shield of faith in which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, take on the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I wanted to lead the program today with truth. And my words are not good enough. Those words are truth, and they will be the only thing that saves this nation. And you play a role in that. You are heard. You are here for a reason. Gird your loins in truth so you may stand. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you, if you had the option of taking a person's temperature accurately and for long periods of time without having to put them or you through any inconvenience, discomfort, or you just wanted it to be accurate, you do it, right? If you could just stick a little piece of paper to their forehead, move on with your day, you do that, right? Well, that's what temp and toss is all about. Taking temperatures has always been important, but it's gotten a little more important in the last year with a COVID pandemic. And um, 
Those in the know, even hospitals, are using Temp and Toss, the disposable adhesive forehead thermometer. It'll safely and conveniently take temperatures throughout the day, whether you're at home with a sick kid or if you're looking after hundreds or even thousands of employees of your company. Temp and Toss has you covered. You can purchase it in boxes with just a few strips at the you know major retailers, or you can, if you want to protect all of your employees, just go to tempandtoss.com slash back to work. You can buy them in a little box or a big, huge box. Tempandtoss.com slash back to work. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Check it out today. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Yesterday was a very sad day, and I think a very sad day for most people that were even in the crowd, um, because a lot of those people had no idea what was going on. You had no idea people were going in and tearing up the place. I know this audience, and I know conservatives. We leave places like this cleaner than we found it. I know that to be true because I've experienced it. We do not go into sacred halls, and that's, I'm sorry, I know the left doesn't feel that way, but we do. We feel the monuments and Congress and the White House. We feel that the Capitol, I shouldn't say Congress, is a sacred place. We don't destroy it. We don't. And there were a few people that did but i will bet you that the majority of the crowd when they got home they felt like it was a good day until they got home and found out what was going on and then they were probably mad wait wait a minute that's not what happened that's not what happened i want to open up the phones at 888-727-BECK i want to hear from people I don't care if you were there or not. If you were there, we'll put you to the front of the line because I want to hear your opinion. I want you to feel free to speak. Um, we have to have a discussion today. But I want you to know. It only takes a few people to go bad. And the whole thing is smeared. That's why I was so upset yesterday and so saddened. Because this set us back. And it's not the average person, I think, that was there. It was the few people that went the wrong way. And it discredits everything. Let me go to uh, Paul in West Virginia. Were you there, Paul? I was there, Glenn. I was there. And I'll tell you, I was there at 828. I was there at the prayer march. Uh, and... Uh, the crowd was similar this time, but there was just something different. Mm. Um, I mean, there were people there. We, I was there with my kids. Uh, my daughter's going to do a, a, a paper on, uh, you know, the First Amendment and, I, you know, people's rights to peacefully protest. And, and I think people just wanted to be heard. Yep. And they wanted to know that justice was going to be done, that somebody was going to look into the allegations of fraud so that we knew that, in the end, no matter what happened, that everything was right and done right. 
Um, and I think that's what most of the people that were there really wanted. Yes. They were there from all 50 states. People standing shoulder to shoulder. You couldn't hardly move. I've never seen a crowd that large. And I've been to many events in, in our capital. And that crowd was huge. When and you we listened to, to Trump speak, I, I didn't hear him inciting a riot. He, he was just speaking to the people what they already felt. When you said something was different, Paul, what do you mean by that? Well, as soon as we got off, as soon as we got off the metro and walked out uh, into the mall area, um, the first thing I saw was about oh, I would say forty to fifty um, militant-looking people, all dressed the same and uh, marching around and chanting certain stuff. And you know, I've been to other events, I hadn't really seen that type of stuff. And then I noticed other characters around. Um, similarly, uh, you know, acting the same that, that had helmets on, uh, people with, uh, uh, bulletproof vests on, mm. uh, things like that. Um, at the end of the day, when we were up towards the Capitol building, I noticed that the people that were inciting the, 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 the violence, they had bullhorns, they had, uh, communications, mm-hmm. um, they uh, they were all acting in sync as if they were coordinated and organized. These people were professional rabble rousers, and they were trying to stir people up. And for the most part, everybody was chanting. They just wanted to be heard. Uh, they wanted you know the people in, in Capitol Hill to hear their voices. Yes, uh, we were singing. They sang the national anthem. Uh, I, I want to play right after. Hang on, just a second. I want to play some video. If we have the video where the crowd is actually stopping someone from breaking the windows of the Capitol. Listen to, listen to what's happening here. We have it? All right. As you continue to look at just let me know, Sarah, when, when uh, TV has it. Um, but you, you can see in the videos now that the majority of the crowd is not with this. They are not wanting to be violent. They are not wanting to destroy property. With you, Paul, here it is. Here it is. You hear him screaming Antifa, Antifa, Antifa. Guy is pounding on a window. He's wearing a helmet with a Trump sticker on the back. And he's got a stick. Now somebody else with a red hat takes him down. And you hear people cheering that that guy was taken down. Uh, That shows that at least in that crowd, they are not trying to, you know, breach the Capitol and destroy things. Well, at the very first, somebody took off from the crowd and tried to run up the steps and get on. And the police got the guy. And captured him. And the crowd cheered that the police captured that guy. Mm. And so, but then more and more kept going and things started changing. And then the, the people on the tower were yelling, move forward and, and uh, you know, help us out and blah, blah. And then people in the crowd. And then there were select individuals, I noticed, throughout the crowd that there was a moment when they all began turning around and speaking to people and saying that Pence, had um, Pence had uh, said that he was not going to deny uh, Joe Biden's 
right. uh, victory, and that uh, and that um, McConnell had already brought the gavel down, and it was all over. Well, when people started saying that, the crowd got angry, and uh, and about that time, about eight guys, uh, young guys with vests on and 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 looking. Uh, they just look different than, than normal, you know, stuff when I see there come pushing past us and, uh, said, let us through, uh, we're storming the Capitol. I told my daughter that we're out of here. I said, something's wrong. And these people are wrong and, uh, something's getting ready to happen and we're gone. And we took off and got out of there then. Good for you. And we left before any act started because it was just getting crazy. And, and it wasn't the whole crowd of people. There's hundreds and hundreds of decent Americans, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of decent Americans that showed up from everywhere. And they was just wanting to peacefully protest and have something, you know, have their voices heard. And, and what happened was this was wrong. So glad to talk to you, Paul. You're, you're doing a good job raising your kids. God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, let me go to uh, Dar, South Carolina. Dar, you were there yesterday as well. Yes, sir. I drove seven hours to get there. Tell me what happened. Um, we got me and my wife got there about three thirty in the morning. Found a place to park and walked over to uh, the park. Um, the line was stretched from the gates all the way to the back of the Washington Monument. Um, it was my first time in in DC, so uh. I was in awe of all of the monuments and everything. Um, we got in line and just the general feel of everybody that. It was there was it was very peaceful um i guess to begin with uh everyone we talked to kind of just had the same idea we did of you know we just we just want to be heard you know we just want to let let the world know hey we're here and we're tired of being mocked and ridiculed scrutinized for not believing what is considered the, I guess, the liberal belief system anymore. Yeah. Do, do, were you there and when the, were you there when things started or did you? We, we were there from the beginning of, of all the speakers until right after Trump finished speaking. And then we decided that it would probably, for some reason, we had a gut feeling it would probably not be best to march down the Capitol yeah, Hill. For you. So for me you. and my wife decided to go ahead and head back to our car. Um, but we were there for all of Trump's speech, all of Trump's speech, all of Giuliani's speech. We were there for the prayer. We were there for the playing of the national anthem. We heard it multiple times throughout the day. Um, but for Trump's speech, nothing he said made me feel he was trying to incite violence. Even if we were to have walked to the Capitol, that wouldn't have been with the purpose of storming the Capitol. Right. It it would have been to say, hey, look, there's this many people. When there had to be hundreds of thousands of people. When you when you got home, um, what was your reaction to what you saw on television and the and the storming of the Capitol? We learned about it on the way home. Um, I was looking at social media, um, and I saw it, and literally my heart and my gut just sank. Of uh, this, 
wasn't what this was meant to be. Um, as the previous person you talked to said there, throughout the day, I did see people that just, how do I say this, just kind of gave me a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, as he said, people in full, like full combat gear that were, there were people there who were, you could tell, just trying to rile up the crowd make them even angrier than we already were from not being heard, being scrutinized and objectified. Are you, are you a, um, are you a religious person at all? Dar? Um, I am not actually, which puts me in a weird place with being, I guess you could call me a Republican and somewhat of a conservative. Yeah, no, I'm not a religious person, but I, the only reason why I ask you this is because you and the last caller both said, I just had a feeling it wasn't good. Uh, something, you know, something wasn't quite right. Uh, and that's usually described by religious people as, you know, promptings of the spirit or, uh, you know, something like that. And I, I, I just wondered because you obviously uh, were in tune with uh what was what was uh the darker side of a few of the people yes, there sir. that's great that's yes, great sir. i commend you for that dar thank you so much my best to your wife thank you for uh checking in with us back in just a second with more of uh, your phone calls let me tell you how important it is to, to protect your identity it is the doorway to everything you have financially everything your family has everything your kids have it's the essence of who you are to the outside world you have spent your entire adult life building it up and whether you're aware of it or not in a heartbeat a cyber criminal can come in steal what you have ruin that credibility and uh and all of the responsibility that you've taken for your whole life it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect your life every day. We put our information out on the Internet, and it is at grave risk. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all businesses and transactions, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using promo code BECK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 25%. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com, promo code BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me go to uh, Christy, who's in Indianapolis or Indiana. Uh, Christy, you were there yesterday in Washington, D.C., Yes, we were. Three friends uh, and I, we, we decided to take time work from our jobs and drive to D.C. Uh, to back our president. We went to the rally. I've been to rallies before, and we went to this rally. We got there around 8.30 in the morning, and it was packed. Sea of people. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there were a million people there. Mm. It was very peaceful. It was very patriotic. It started off with a prayer. Um I did not feel nervous at all during the rally. There were a couple people that I did see that looked a little different. They were uh, dressed and had vests on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily call it riot gear, but it looked uh, a little bit different from the normal. And But during the whole time, even when President Trump was speaking, it was amazing. 
He did not incite any violence. When did he you did not <laughs> when did you find out what had happened at the Capitol? And what was your reaction? We couldn't believe it. We decided to be in four middle aged women. We mm. thought, you know, it's probably best to get back to our hotel in Alexandria. We wanted to get home before dark. Just because we had heard that Antifa would be infiltrating. So we wanted to be safe. We promised our families we'd be safe. And uh, so we decided to get back. We stopped and got uh, lunch, a late lunch. And all of a sudden it comes on TV, NBC. These people are storming the Capitol. We could not believe our eyes. Never in a million years would I have thought that would have happened. And my first thought was, no way. Those are not Trump supporters. We do not do that. Yeah, it, I think there were a lot of people that had that reaction. None of them in the press. But a lot of people had that reaction. And it's hard for us to believe these were Trump supporters. But, you know, are you going to call all uh, Democrats Nazis because Richard Spencer, a Nazi, <clears throat> endorsed Joe Biden? No. There's a lot of people involved, and it only takes a few bad people to destroy a movement. It's important that we we uh, call out violence for what it is. It's wrong. So we have credibility, at least, for our own peace of mind. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in today. I think you're going to be glad you did. America is not dead. The conservative movement is not dead. Truth is not dead. God is not dead. Today, I'm just asking people to call in that were there yesterday. And so far, after the first hour, I am so thrilled to report the people that went, they either had a feeling and turned the other way and didn't go to the Capitol, or those that did were surrounded by decent people. But once they saw something else happening, they turned around and got out. This is a small number of people that did this, and we must condemn them. We must be consistent. I don't care what your excuse is, Antifa. You don't have a right to do that. Oh, you've been so oppressed, and now you're going to go destroy property. No, you don't have a right to do that. You should go to jail. And at least our side can be consistent today. Oh, well, that's, that's it doesn't matter. So why we're consistent? It does matter. You must always stand on the side of right versus wrong. You must always stand for righteousness and the more you exercise that the stronger you will become and the stronger and the more protected we will become in our stand against evil because that is exactly what it is and I continue that in 60 seconds the Glenn Beck program I want you to know again America isn't done we who believe we who believe that don't have the luxury of thinking about that. Thinking, oh, America might be done and then not doing anything about it. The problem isn't political parties. 
It's ideology. And if there's anything that we have to wage war on, it is the ideology of the left. But I want you to understand, as I said in hour number one, we're not fighting flesh and bone. We are fighting true evil. We're fighting, I believe, a demonic force. And you can't pick up a stick against evil until you are doing all of the right things. Well, there are things that we can do that will make a big impact. First, read Martin Luther King. Second, understand that he was right when he said, you can't, that we wouldn't win if we didn't also not do business with businesses that were abusing us. Why are we still using Big Mobile? Why? Switch to Patriot Mobile with confidence. They use the same network with uh, just as the large providers do. They charge a lot less. Switching is easy. You can keep your own phone number, bring your own phone, buy a new one, whatever. Build a bundle with multiple line discounts. You'll save big veterans. First responders will save even more. But here's the biggest point. Patriot Mobile isn't just as good, if not better, than the big mobile providers. They're also America's only Christian conservative uh, phone provider that does not send their money to Planned Parenthood like uh, Verizon does. What are you doing business with these people for? They are not fighting for the same thing. These people, these people say what they mean and mean what they say. And their name says it all. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Called Patriot Mobile for multiple reasons. One of which was all started by Patriots. These guys were all serving uh, after 9-11. Started by veterans. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Yesterday was a very, very sad day in America. Yesterday was a day that we could have easily been overcome by despair and evil. I don't, I don't know anybody who wasn't saddened, tearful, frightened I don't know anybody who hasn't felt that what is happening in America is evil I mean I I mean people on the left and the right I should say people who are Republicans and Democrats and independents we all feel something and it's not good. Our capital was breached, but yesterday wasn't the first time. Because our capital, our true capital, doesn't exist in Washington, D.C. Our capital exists in our homes, our families, our businesses, our sovereign self. That is the real capital that has been breached long ago. 
What happened yesterday in Washington, D.C. is an example of what's happening to to all of us all over our nation for months, years, perhaps even decades. And like the police in Maryland. We weren't prepared for this for the assault. Many times we just allowed it to happen. Sometimes some of us just went along with it. Just like it appeared on the footage that I think all of us have seen now. Somebody opened up the fences. And, and we just let people who would pillage our fortress walk right in. We've allowed our children to be assaulted. We've allowed them to be taught things we know are not right. We let them change our traditions, our history, our math, our science. We've allowed our capital to be breached and assaulted. Sometimes the assault came from others. We allowed them to make us doubt our own knowledge, to turn away from the truth that we feel in our hearts, to deny what we saw and heard and could verify of what was happening. Sometimes we assaulted ourselves. We lost faith in principles. We lost faith in ourselves. We lost faith in our country. And worst of all, I know a lot of people will say that, oh, I believe in God. Do you? I think many of us have lost our faith in God. Some of, some of us have allowed ourselves to be violated for being old-fashioned and not woke enough. We saw the assault happening on our families. We didn't stand up. We allowed the media and the government and the village to tell us what was best for our family instead of trusting our God-given instinct and power over the dominion of our own family. The capital that we all have built in our own churches. The assault has been happening there. We didn't band together and tell the Marxists to stay out. To let us worship according to the dictates of our conscience. We allowed people to convince us that somehow we hated homosexuals because we didn't feel our church needed to teach that homosexuality is just okay. I know homosexuals. I work with homosexuals. I've hired homosexuals. I've got many, many friends and employees that are homosexual. I don't have a problem with it. It's not what I think is right. But I'm not judging them. I ask that they don't judge me. I'm sure they think a lot of things that I do. Not right. We're all flawed. We're all flawed. I'm not going to judge you. You live your life. I live my life. You teach your children. I teach my children. You go to your church. I'll go to my church. That's what makes us fundamentally American. How many times did we grow up hearing our grandparents or our parents say, yeah, hey, I just don't get into it. It's no big deal. Let's not talk about that. So many other important things. That's America. We have to learn to get together and get along with one another. But that capital has been breached long ago. 
last summer for 90 days, we saw our state capitals, the capitals that we all built in our own businesses and our own neighborhoods all summer long and all out assault on every part of the American way of life. As a nation, we stood by and literally watched an assault on our businesses, our homes, our children, our thoughts. We watched our freedoms. We watched America's dignity be taken away. And yesterday, we saw another group of people. And I don't mean the group of people that were there on the mall. I mean the people that were inside the Capitol. The ones that were breaking windows. The ones that were truly trying to terrify people inside. The people who came in and just put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. She doesn't own that desk. We all own that desk. But our capital is not just in Washington, D.C. It's in every single one of us. D.C., it's, it's almost like the who's down in Whoville. Perhaps our capital means a little bit more. I consider my sovereignty, my family, my religion, my thoughts, my business, my friends, my principles, my integrity, my community, my state, my nation, my ingenuity. That's my capital. And I have devoted myself, as have so many other Americans, to not only make the American dream a reality in my life, but also to help and thrill at the American dream being built in other people's lives. I have given my time, my talent. I have dedicated much of my life, my fortune, my sacred honor to develop the capital that would help me attain the American dream and to help others. Marxists, statists, Nazis, communists, theocrats, autocrats. They have all been assaulting the capital that each of us have and have been building for generations. And it was put on display yesterday. Assault is ugly. It's destructive. It's evil. It's made to tear down and not build up. Fear. Fear is not something that is in line with God. When you try to use fear... To change people's minds, I got news. That is the definition of a terrorist. I believe Antifa. I think that's a terrorist organization. By the way, there was a big riot in uh, Portland last night. You saw that on the news. Oh, no. That's right. I forgot. They don't cover that. Abusive spouses. That's what assault is. It's an abusive spouse. And it is made to make you question yourself and live in fear. We need to rebuild the foundations and the walls around our capital.
around our virtues, our families, around our belief, our honor. We cannot and will not assault others, but we cannot and will not allow others to assault us either. We are not that which we fight. We must never become the things we despise. And I am so happy to say that most Americans, most of the people that were there yesterday, understand that. And I am so thrilled to say, so far, no one in this audience that I have heard, and no one uh, that I have heard at The Blaze or on this program, certainly, have made an excuse for anybody yesterday. There are many reasons that it happened, but there are no excuses for it. And we can be consistent in condemning it. Whether it's the walls in our nation's capital of Washington, D.C., or the walls of our home and family, the walls of our business in Kenosha, the walls of our faith and our honor, Millions of Americans have sacrificed to build our capital. And we must never allow those capitals to be breached. Not from the outside and not from within. I want to hear from you today, especially if you were there yesterday. No excuses. Tell me what happened. 888-727-BECK. All right, our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. Uh, did, did anybody see that the stock market has uh, broken all records again? Huh, that's weird. On a day where we were questioning uh, whether or not somebody in the Senate or the House might be shot, uh, when the Capitol is on fire and it's in lockdown, and uh, you've got a you've got a, the news of the Democrats, which say they're going to punish businesses that day. When they get all three branches. That day is the day of the biggest stock market number ever. So weird. <laughs> that does not make sense yeah, to me. The only thing that makes any sense is they're going to print so much money. Yes. <laughs> they, they know these that don't even mean anything anymore. if they play the game, they're going to get, you notice this financial sector was way up yesterday because they're going to get all the money from the treasury. You're not, but they are. They know that. And they know the companies, they'll get all of those. The big companies will get all the money, all the bailouts, everything else, and they'll be able to buy more stock. I mean, that, that's the only thing I can think of, because you also now have Bitcoin. Have you bought any? Because you don't have to buy one Bitcoin. You can buy a fraction of it. You put $100 in it. Please do it. 37000 now. One Bitcoin. $37,000. This time, I think it's real. Uh, you see the price of gold? Bitcoin is just a younger generation's gold. Honestly, they look at the di that's digital gold. Well, digital gold, I've got some digital gold. I've got more gold, gold, <laughs> because that's real, tangible. It's where the world always returns. 
may I suggest uh, <laughs> that you put some of your money into something that is lasting, time-tested in gold, please. When things start to unravel, it's uh, always to be better, uh, you know, a few months uh, a few months early than a day late. Call Goldline today. Find out how to protect your retirement accounts. Take advantage of Goldline's six percent free metal promotion for qualified self-directed IRA acquisitions. Call them now. They're waiting for you right now. Get all the information. Decide for yourself. Protect yourself. The dollar is going to go down massively. 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. I want to hear from you, especially if you were there yesterday, because I condemn those who did damage in the Capitol and who were beating on police, et cetera, et cetera. I condemn them clearly, loudly, consistently. But I don't think that that's what the average person was doing. I think there are those who may have perhaps voted for Trump and support Trump, but they're not conservatives. They're not, they don't represent me, and I disavow them. But most people aren't like that. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the big complaints was what was going on with the Capitol Police? Why were not they not prepared for this? And there's real questions that are going to need to be sorted out as far as security goes. But I wonder if part of it was, you know, there's been like a thousand Trump rallies and nothing like this ever happens. Yeah. You know, I mean, one of the it, that may have been why they were not particularly prepared for this type of thing, because, look, we've seen a lot of BLM rallies go this way. Yeah. But remember the first ones. The first ones, police officers were like leaving their precinct to let them burn it to the ground. There was no police around for really long periods of time. Well, we sat on the, the air over and over again. What is going on? You know, if you remember, though, the very first ones, police were joining. Yeah. yeah and they were right. because they were peaceful. Yeah. At the very beginning. Yep. Then bad actors got in and started to twist it. Uh, and uh, the average person got out of that. Went from a 70% uh, approval rating down to, what is it, a 20% approval rating now? you got to be very careful who you're standing next to, and don't let them discredit the entire movement. We go to the phones next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Recently, uh, an analysis of cybercriminal activity found that they have been targeting pharmaceutical workers throughout the pandemic. And the increase in uh, remote work from home has coincided with the targeting of smartphones, tablets, people working at pharmaceuticals with phishing and malware attacks. Cybercriminals love chaos. Some people just like to see the world burn. The more people who are working and shopping and just existing online for more and more time every day, it's good for cyber criminals. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is where you can see the threats that you might miss on your own. I want you to join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or head over to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BECK. Again, you'll save 25% at lifelock.com 1-800-LIFELOCK promo code back lifelock.com
All right, you missed a lot of great coverage last night on blazetv.com slash Glenn. You can get uh, a part of it now. Just get uh, 10 bucks off your subscription by using the promo code Glenn. If you've just joined us, this is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm glad you're here. Uh, I want to make it very, very clear that there are many reasons normal people will go nuts and do things like they did yesterday. Many reasons. And they should be discussed. But there is never an excuse for violence. Never an excuse for violence. It's stupid. It uh, is prove a proven failure when when BLM 70 or 78 percent approval rating at the beginning Black Lives Matter approval rating now about 20 why because violence it doesn't connect with Americans it's not the way to win uh, and it's just wrong period with that being said I want to hear from people who were there yesterday people who saw it people who experienced it and i want to talk to a good friend of mine who was there actually in the house chris stewart a congressman from utah chris how are you today well i I think like a lot of americans we're weary and a little saddened by what we saw but i appreciate you making the point about violence and how it actually hurts the cause it hurts what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish and I do appreciate you making that point. And there was plenty of violence yesterday. Uh, I mean, I saw cops be get dragged into the crowd and just a crap beat out of them. I saw, I saw other injuries. And of course, we know that people lost their lives yesterday. That does not help. That does not help our country. I have to tell you, Chris, the woman that was shot, um, it, uh, I, I don't think there was, I, I'm saying the same things that I said, you know, during the Antifa stuff. If you don't obey the police, you have a chance of getting shot, uh, especially in a situation where it's just chaotic. So you always have to obey the police, fight about it later, but obey the police. I don't think that any cop should have shot her in the neck through the door. But I have to tell you, I was on the other side of the door, um, theoretically. I wasn't inside that room. You were inside that room. What was going through your head? Yeah, so I had a kind of a unique vantage point, Glenn. I, uh, we had a bomb threat here in my office building, and we had to leave. And so I was over the Capitol. And then I was trying to come back to my office when a lot of this kicked off, and they wouldn't let me. So I was walking through the tunnel back to the Capitol, and it sounded like a herd of horses coming up behind me. You know, maybe a dozen or, or, or 20 cops came running behind me. And, I, and you know, then these guys are flat out running. And, and they go rushing by, and I, I kind of followed them. And, and, you know, I just wanted to observe and see what was happening. And, and a few minutes later, when they broke into the Capitol, I ended up getting kind of shoved into a, a room. But the, the reason that's interesting is it gave me a vantage point, because instead of being on the floor, I was uh, in a small room off the floor where I could actually watch the crowd. And they were banging on the windows and pointing at us and trying to get in. And, and, uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, and my initial feeling was, you know, what are, what are these folks going to do? I mean, they, they're going to come in here. They're not going to, they're not going to hurt me. I mean, these are just, you know, kind of, you know, Trump supporters, good families, people who just want to come and express their displeasure, but it quickly changed Glenn. And then shortly after that, we heard the gunshot and, you know, over the radio with the police officer who was with me, you know, they hear shots fired, shots fired. 
but from the window, I could watch the crowd and you could see people who were just, again, kind of normal folks who just wanted, they were distressed about the election. They were, you know, frightened for our future, but you could see this kind of riot mentality develop where, you know, people who weren't Antifa, people who were, again, just kind of people like you and me, but they lost their minds and they all grab barricades and start, you know, smashing in windows and, and hurting each other in some instances. And it was really, really quite something to watch. That's why riots are so bad. That's why mobs are so bad. Um, people do things that they didn't intend to do, uh, is out of their character because they just get whipped up into a frenzy. Um, yeah. And, you know, people were chanting, this is our house, this is our house. Well, then, if that's your house, then let me just say what my mother used to say. Kids, this is why we don't have nice things. Um, yeah. You know, you yeah. don't treat your house the way they were treating um, and you yeah. don't treat people. You know, it's, uh, I felt for you yesterday because you and I have met over the last couple of weeks and and have talked about the things that might come our way. And how do we help diffuse this? How do we and what I thought you and others in the House and the Senate were trying to do was absolutely right. As you know, Chris, two weeks ago, I wasn't for it. I talked to you and you're like, Glenn. People have to be heard. You're right. They have to be heard. It was the right thing to ask for 10 days just to have a legitimate hearing on this so you can tell people and show people that, yes, your voice does matter because people feel like their voices have been squashed. Well, there's no, no doubt about that, Glenn. Everyone, everyone wins by the more information we have. Biden wins. The Democrats win, Republicans win, and, and those tens of millions of Americans that I felt like I was trying to represent, and it wasn't just me, there were many others, who feel like, look, I, I, I love my country, but I'm scared to death that we've lost the election process, the integrity of the election process, which changes the future for everyone. We owe it to those tens of millions of, of Americans to do everything we can to tell them the truth. And, and that's what that effort was about. Uh, and, and Glenn, could I go back to something that, I, again, you're uh, talking about the mentality of the crowd and how sometimes people just make mistakes and they lose their minds. I was watching, uh, I, I, as I said, from the window, and I see these two kind of middle-aged, you know, they look like they were 45, maybe 50. Two of them go running forward. They grab this barricade and they run, rush over and use it as a battering ram to break some windows. Mm. And they couldn't break through the windows, but you, I could, I could close enough. I could see the expressions on their faces. They kind of stop and they look at each other and you could see, they go, what in the world are we doing? They put the barricade down and they walk back and rejoin their families. So again, these were Antifa people. These were just normal folks, but they just got carried away. And then they were embarrassed by it. And they kind of go back and, and, and eventually disappeared into the crowd. But again, that was a, that was a kind of a lesson for me to think, as you said, this is why these are bad ideas to, to get so carried away that you would do something you otherwise never would do. And people get hurt and you hurt the cause. You hurt the things you're fighting for. And I thought your illustration about Black Lives Matter and their approval rating going from, you know, really quite high down into the tank. And it's almost entirely because of, of violence. And then, of course, some of the things that they actually believe. Americans hear that and go, well, that sounds nuts. I don't believe that. But we don't want to hurt ourselves by doing things that we're embarrassed about or that people get hurt in. Did How did this change the debate when you all resumed the debate on the floor yeah, after everything settled question. down? How, how did it yeah. affect? 
it changed it quite a lot. I mean, we had, as you know, something more than uh, two dozen senators who originally joining in this effort to question some of these electorals. And at the end of the day, we anticipated four, potentially six uh, states that we were going to contest, and we ended up only doing two. Mm. And uh, and the debate on them was much more subdued and much shorter. Although there was a one incident on the floor about two thirty in the morning where you had a, you know people rush each other and almost come to fisticuffs. And there was you know a, a fair amount of emotion there. But the, the Senate side particularly uh, felt subdued and just just wanted to walk away from it. I was talking with a couple senators just a few minutes ago and trying to get their feeling for it. And I mean, it just took all of the energy out of the, out of the effort. It took all of the emotion. And and many of them and and others in the house as well felt like, look, look we just need to get this behind us. We know we know we're not going to change the outcome. Let's just uh, deal with the world as it is, and uh, and move on. And I think it, it, there's no question it changed. It didn't change the outcome in any way, but it certainly changed the process and the debate that we went through to get there. Uh, you know, I've said several times the president needs to appoint a special counsel uh, to look into this. Um, yeah. and because if it's true, it changes everything. It's not going to change the, the presidency. There is no, correct me if I'm wrong, there is nothing in the Constitution that says what you do if the president's side cheated and he's now the president of the United States. There's no, there's no answer for that. So you're not necessarily changing anything. You are ensuring that it never happens again. And that has to be yeah. done. Has to. Well, and that's the whole key to this. I mean, the republic can survive one one election where we find ourselves in this situation, and we know that because you know most historians and others uh, you know accept that it happened in 1960 with Nixon, uh, and yet we survived. But you can't survive people losing faith to the point that they just say, "Well, I'm not going to vote anymore," or the presumption for regardless of who wins. For half the country to think, well, they only won because they cheated. And if we don't, if we don't uh, reform the electoral process, and the last thing I want, by the way, the very last thing I want is to federalize this. It would be a, an Huge enormous mistake. mistake if we did that. Yep. But, but we can, but we can uh, incentivize and compel the states to put in, in you know, processes of integrity so we don't find ourselves in this situation every four years. Because if we don't, then I promise you every four years, again, regardless of who won, we're going to be in this situation. I mean, the Democrats did it in 2016 when there was zero evidence. But how many of them said he's an illegitimate president? How many of them said he's not my president? And how many of them said I won't be governed by him? And it's going to be worse and worse every year unless we can fix it. Chris, tell me what you think about the idea of uh, states becoming sanctuary states meaning uh they they that we strengthen our states and not all states will do it but strengthen our states that if you start passing things that are unconstitutional we will not go along with it and we will be a sanctuary state we stand for the bill of rights and the constitution if you decide to change that you're leaving us we're not leaving you yeah well, we had a chance to talk about this a little while ago. And Glenn, it's something that, uh, you know, has been back in my mind for a couple of years now. You have these sanctuary cities 
And for various reasons, uh, of which I don't support, by the way, I mean, they're generally over uh, enforcement in the immigration law and maybe one or two others. But they've just essentially said to the federal government, we don't care. We're not going to do it. We're not going to enforce these laws and we're not going to allow you to enforce these laws in our city. And uh, and look, the very last thing I think any of us want to do, people talk about there's going to be a civil war. We're going to divide the country. No, we're not. And if we do, it's a catastrophe for our nation. It's a catastrophe for the rest of the world because the United States is the only thing holding the world together. And you're never going to do that without bloodshed. But are there things that we could do that would allow some separation where people could be governed the way they feel like they they should be governed? And one of those is to go back to federalism, which is, I think, essentially the idea you're suggesting. And that is allow the states to have the authority to govern their own people so that we don't feel like California values are being imposed on us in my home district of Utah. Right. Where we can say, well, look, if you want to do that, you know, California, if you want to go all in on the Green New Deal and, you know, blah, 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 whatever it might be, knock yourself out, go do it. But you can't compel those of us living in the Midwest or living in the Western states or living in the Southern states to comply with morals and standards that we just simply don't don't agree to. And I think ultimately it's the only answer to keep our nation together uh, at the same time and not have people feel like they're being lorded over by a king who doesn't believe that they're worth the the values and the integrity that they think are inherent in their own lives. More important than the union, it's the only way to keep us alive, Uh, quite honestly. It's the only way to survive as a nation, as a people. Uh, is to have certain states, and each state can decide for themselves, but elect people who will say, we stand for the Constitution here in this state, here in this town, and if unconstitutional things are passed, go ahead, go ahead. You can do that in California, not in Texas, not in Texas. Chris, thank you so much. Hey, thank you, sir. It's an honor to be with you. You bet. Chris Stewart congressman uh, who was there yesterday and fighting for the people that were threatening uh, all of the people on the floor. All right, your phone calls coming up in just a second. I want to hear from you if you were there. We do that in just a minute. First, let me tell you about American financing. American financing uh, reminds you it is time to get serious about some things that are happening in 2021. We have a cultural war going on, a political war going on. I think it's all a spiritual war that is happening. Um, but there is uh, there's a fiscal war that is about to begin. And it's a war on the dollar. It is a war on your job. It is something that you need to be need to make it a number one priority in your home. After all the things that were happening last night and yesterday, I get home. It's about midnight last night, and I'm talking to my wife, and we're talking about finances. Honey, we've got to make sure that our our bills are paid, our everything is paid. We've got to make sure. Because, as we discussed last night, the dollar is is going to, I think, collapse, if not now, soon. Uh, and I'm always wrong on timing, but I'm telling you it's going to collapse. Uh, you need every dollar you can get. Please uh, refi your home. If you're paying over 4%, if you have high interest credit cards, please do a refi on your home and a consolidation loan. And the people to do it 
American Financing. Ten minutes on the phone with them. They'll be able to tell you if they can help you or not. 800-906-2440. You could save up to $1,000 a month. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.com. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. All next hour, just your voice, 888-727-BECK. I have a lot of people holding that were there at the Capitol uh, and have different opinions than me, and I can't wait to talk to you, 888-727-BECK. Um, we have some news. Nick Mulvaney has uh, resigned, uh, and give me a quick quote from what he said. Uh, he said, um, uh, we didn't sign up for what you saw last night. We signed up for making America great again. Uh, we signed up for lowering taxes and less regulation. Uh, Mulvaney added that Trump was not the same as he was eight months ago, which was a, a very specific time frame I there. I believe he probably isn't the same person. He believes what he believes and uh, believes he's been horribly wronged. I believe that's probably true. Now, what do you do with that and what does that mean? I don't know back in a second hello america i come to you today uh with a grateful and humble heart uh grateful for you grateful for this audience grateful for our freedom grateful for the ability to have differences of opinion and be able to express them still in america i want you to know i disavow and am angry quite honestly at the few people that went in to the capitol and did damage to the capitol and were trying to we're beating up police officers all of that stuff i disavow it it's wrong it sh- it sh- it should not ever happen it's discredited all of the good people that were there that's my opinion i want to hear your opinion so far i've talked to a lot of people that agree with me in fact everybody who's called in has agreed Uh, there's some people that don't agree and i'm going to put them on and we're going to have a great conversation and we begin in 60 seconds it sounded a little like donald trump we're going to have a great conversation great it was great it's a perfect phone call coming up next uh i don't know if i've mentioned this or not but i set a new year's resolution to lose 50 pounds now, I've I've discussed a number of ways to accomplish this with my wife. Uh, she didn't go for surgery. I, I'm like, I got two kidneys. How much does a kidney weigh? Uh, she did. She was not into any of those things. Uh, anyway, uh, there is a there is a great way to lose weight, and that is to eat right. And so at night, I'm going to have grilled chicken. And yes, we are going to make it on the Rectech. Rectech is a way for you to eat healthy food that you've cooked on Rectech. Amazing little secret. Even healthy food tastes good when it's been cooked on a Rectech. Tofu, not so much. My daughter has tried it. Oh, oh my. Oh, my. <laughs> Everything else, great. Tofu, not so much. Anyway, Rectech. <laughs> I want you to A-B compare. This is the best grill out there. Smart grill technology. It's a Rectech. Rectech with a Q. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. Rectech.com. Tofu. All right. Let me talk to people who were there. 
yesterday. And I want to start with a couple of people that uh, disagree with me. Uh, the bottom of the screen, I can't see the last one on the screen. Uh, yeah, is it Mike? Okay. Hi, Mike. Mike, are you there? Glenn, how are you? I'm good, sir. How are you? I am here. Okay. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I love your show. Obviously, I waited over an hour to talk to I'm you. I'm sorry and about I that. Really, I guess what it boils down to is this. I know it's, uh, it's a pleasure. A lot of interesting information out there. I, I watched this yesterday on a limited basis, news reviews, whatnot, and Oof. trying to boil this down to one thing. I mean, is righteousness always going to be passive? I, I just find too many no. places in righteous history where people just stood up and said, you know, enough is enough. And I guess, you know, we talk about the ballot box. We got to have the ballot box. We got to have the ballot box, but you know what happens when the ballot box fails, the powder box is next. And we didn't have that yet, but for one, I find it kind of comical that McConnell and a few others were talking about, you know, we're not going to be intimidated. Well, (laughs) the videos out there, they were all pretty intimidated because they thought that the people were coming for them. But this is, this was not, you know, pitchforks in, uh, in the fire quite yet. But, you know, what well, it, 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 I mean, Sodom and Gomorrah. there were what four a, people, a, there were four people that were killed. So let's, you know, let's, let's not diminish what happened. Um, you know, this, this is, uh, this was violent. It was bad. I believe it was wrong um, because there are other options. I mean, I just talked about one uh, a few minutes ago. We have to we have to organize at the state and local level. We've been trying to win it at the national level. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. We've learned that lesson over the years. And boy, did we learn it this this time. The states are the ones that control the voting process. We allowed our states to go completely out of control. A few of them. We have to fix it at the state level. The voting has to be fixed at the state level. And we have more influence the closer to home. Um, We also need to find ourselves and find out if we're living in a state that will hold the line against unconstitutional action. I believe that the, the best thing to do right now is to get your your state your governor and your uh, and your your house and uh, Senate to be able to stand up now and say, hey, we're cool until you start messing with the Bill of Rights, until you start messing with the Constitution. If this is unconstitutional, I don't care what the Supreme Court says. I don't care what anybody says. If our state believes that this is wrong and unconstitutional, we're not going to abide. You can do it in California all you want. Not here. And the states need the Tenth Amendment, and we really need to stand strong locally. That is, I think, the next step. Pull back and guard the home. Guard the home. You disagree with that, Mike? May I make two quick comments? Sure. I, I, I would like to say that, first of all, I don't see much chance of any type of change happening in the places where it needs to happen, such as Atlanta, such as Philadelphia, such as Chicago, they're not going to change. Those those cultures have been corrupted. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I, and I hear everybody talking about patience, and I understand it's tragic that the, that the girl got shot. That shouldn't have happened. Or the but three other people. The person there that was breaking into the Capitol, 
Right. Well, there's not a person that, who was there that was involved in the melee who physically said, yeah, let's take the Capitol. Let's go in there and show them that the people are here to let our voice be heard. None of those people thought this was totally safe. They knew there was a chance they could be repelled by the police, including getting shot. So none of those people took a risk without knowing. But, you know, again, oh. I hear a lot of patience being preached here. And I'm glad that our forefathers weren't as patient with the British as we're being told to be patient now. I think people are fed up. I think the ballot box. Do you, how, how, many how many years? How many years? How many years did our founders fight uh, the British uh, before the actual war? How many years? Before the Revolutionary War? Yeah. Oh, it went on for 15 or 20 years. It went on yeah. for a while. A little longer than that. And they didn't. And where it, up, they didn't. Well, but I'm saying the real fighting. They didn't negotiate to the very end. They finally said, you know what? They don't negotiate in good faith. We will have to take up arms. So these people are there saying, hey, we're not taking up arms yet, but look what we can do with just showing up with a lot of people. And again, these people, they can get on TV and say, oh, well, we're not going to be intimidated. Well, they look pretty intimidated to me. Well, it looks like I, they, I, they I, Mike, I, I, I want I want you to know that um, I respect a difference of opinion um, and I appreciate I appreciate your call and you appreciate you be willing to have a, a decent, calm, collected conversation. I disagree with you. I am a student of history. I know what the founders did uh, prior. I know what Martin Luther King did. And I also know what malcolm x was preaching and malcolm x was on the road that you are on today and i understand it i understand can you imagine put yourself you think we have it bad uh we've had it bad for what 10 years 15 years um and i know this has been a slow slope uh you know slippery slope but we haven't really even begun to uh, approach where blacks were in the 1950s and 60s I mean, you think we've been called names? Uh, how about blacks in America in the in the fifties and sixties? And they had been going on for a hundred years after they were enslaved, uh, and and it was justifiable to say enough, kill them, kill them, have violence, white people bad. They had justification to do that and say that. That wasn't the way to win. Uh, so you're not, you, you can have righteous indignation, but that doesn't mean that your solution, uh, even if you're justified is going to work. Right. Well, I would be interested in your continued thoughts on, uh, whether righteousness can always be passive and, uh, no. thought about when Jesus cleared the temple because of the corruption. So, right. And I will remind you of the, uh, uh, the time that uh, Jesus preached peace every time, including forgiveness of those who were crucifying him. So uh, he, yeah. he won in the end, yeah. not because he turned over the tables. He won in the end because he no, right. was peaceful. Hey, and, and just so you know, the good news is the good news is you and I are going to win in the end because the reality is every day I wake up and I say, Lord, this is a mess, but I pray your will be done because I know that as people, you know, it's beyond our ability. We need you to interact. And I feel like he gave us Trump for four years. He used a, a mule. Yeah. <laughs> Some good things. Yeah. But, and, and I have to tell you, Mike, I, you heard me. I'm sure you heard me before Trump got into office. 
I was dead set against him because I thought there's no way. And it really pissed me off when people are like, God's chosen him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. But uh, let me tell you this. God does remarkable things, remarkable things. And he is going to take this horrible situation and it's going to turn out all right. He doesn't lose. He doesn't lose. Uh, and if we are always on his side, miracles will happen. He's never going to be on our side. We have to be on his side. And you watch. Miracles beyond our understanding will happen. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for a civil conversation. You know, I, I think, too, we have to keep... I'm glad you brought that up because there has to be some perspective here, right? I mean, you know, people were... 2016 happened. A lot of the people in the audience have called us many, many times, and, and we've talked about them as well. Really positive things that have occurred in that time. Uh, good accomplishments and, and advancing the ball the, the, the direction we wanted it advanced. And, you know, look, that's not going to be the next four years right now. It's going to be, especially the next two are going to be incredibly diff difficult considering what just happened in Georgia. But, you know, we've had, in the last decade, we've had the Trump election. You've had two of the biggest uh, wave elections in American history with the Tea Party in 2010 and 2014. You've uh, changed the makeup of the Supreme Court. Changed the makeup of the Supreme Court, you which is a major You had, for the first time, a president who did more than say, I'm against abortion. Yeah. I uh, mean, he actually fought against abortion. And, and it's then, tremendous. And, you know, look, the I think I do think part of this, and I think part of it was with the BLM stuff in the summer, and part of it is what's with the boiling over right now. We have had, the last year has been remarkably terrible. I mean, you know, people have lost their jobs, their businesses. Hundreds of thousands of people have died from a virus. All of these things combined to a really agitated, angsty sort of time. And part of that is this, I think, you know, but you have to look at the bigger picture here. There have been accomplishments. It's not like Republicans and conservatives have been out of power for 50 years. And There's been a lot accomplished recently. And we also should add on, and these are things that you've brought up in, in your books, Glenn, but like we've done things like eliminating billions of people out of poverty yes you know there, there have been incredible accomplishments this is not the worst time in american history and and look at this as well look at what the left is doing the left is so overreaching that californians are saying enough gavin newsom <laughs> it's the biggest <laughs> recall effort in the history of america okay Californians are saying this is insane. Liberals have become conservatives. Liberals have become libertarians and said, oh, slow down on this big government thing. There is great profound movement. Californians are moving to Texas, and I swear to God if they wreck our state. Uh, but they're moving, and the ones that I know, I had a real estate agent called me, uh, and he said, Glenn, I want you to know, Californians are moving into your neighborhood like crazy. And I said, do you have you checked them out? And he's like, yeah. He said, we talk. He said, they're conservatives that just have lived in California forever and just cannot take it. He said, one of them is a liberal. He said, but he understood why he was moving to Texas. He's like, all of our policies, all of our policies are just bad for business. Everything else got to do it the Texas way. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. They're coming to Texas because Texas works. 
And Texas is a happy place. It is. It's a happy place. If we were just a bunch of, quite honestly, a-holes that were walking around, <laughs> nobody's going to move here. Nobody's going to move here. We were at our gun like, you get out of here. Nobody would move here. You've got to be a happy warrior because people will be searching for an answer. And I got news for you. We got the answer. Conservatives have it. Small government people have it. People who, you want to fix the nation? What do you say we apply the Bill of Rights? Just that. That alone will change the world. Back in a minute. Let me tell you about my pillow. Last night, I told my wife, it was about 1 a.m., I've got to get up in four hours. And then I put my head on the, my pillow and I got up in five hours. Uh, yeah, I slept a really hard five hours uh, and it was good. And I didn't toss and turn and didn't have to wake up and refluff the pillow or change the pillow because I have a my pillow. It's a great pillow. Try it. Just try it. A 60 day money back guarantee. And right now, it's going to set you back if it's a queen uh, or a standard, it's $29.98. That's usually 70 bucks. If you want a king size, it's five bucks more. 60-day money-back guarantee. You have until March 1st, so you you take you take it and you're like, ah, oh, Glenn Beck, what a scam that was. I hate this pillow. Send it back. You get all your money back. I think you're going to love it. I hated it until I got the right one. MyPillow. MyPillow.com. Call 800-966-3117. Check out all of their great specials that are happening. Just click on new radio listener specials. Uh, and enter the promo code back. You'll find all of these discounts on all of them. It's MyPillow.com, 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com, 10-second station ID. All right, let me go to uh, Adam in Virginia. Hello, Adam. Yes. Hi. Good morning, Glenn. Um, I was at the at the rally yesterday. I was right up front. I mean, the the rally was great. Trump was great. His control over the crowd was great. Um, and then we all marched down to the Capitol steps. I mean, it, it was great as well. There were no police other than people in their cars um, blocking off traffic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was very minimal police. Like. Um, the only way I know how to describe it is that there were more police at a football game or a sports game than there were actually in the city and having that presence. Um, and the police that were there, they were recording everything. They were interacting with everybody. It, it was great. Um, but then we get there, we get down to the steps of the Capitol. Um, and what happened? And you could, Yeah, you could tell that there was some tension. There was definitely a lot of anger. Like, the crowd knew that we were going to go down to the steps of the Capitol. We knew we were going to get up there, but the police led us up there as well. Um, I didn't see a lot of pushing and shoving and tear gas, but you could definitely see that there was something going on. That, But it didn't feel overly negative or overly violent. Like, But you um, weren't up at the front of the steps, or were you? Were you right there? Yes, sir. I was. I was at the front of the steps. I did. I did not arrive there first, um, but I was. There, I arrived right as it was uh, picking up according so to the times. And to if you if you would have seen what you now have seen on TV, where they're bashing police and breaking through and breaking windows and and everything else, would 
Would you have supported that? No, sir. Absolutely not. No, sir. Okay. I walked in expecting Antifa or BLM or some sort of counter protest or anything like that. And I came in with the mindset, I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm going to try and keep people from doing anything stupid. Good for you. Um, and, um, there, there was no declaration of a riot to the, to the crowd. There was no order from police that were there to, to order people to leave. There was nothing like that until four thirty. until someone got on a loudspeaker or a microphone or something and yeah. said, all right, evacuate the premises. And that was at four thirty. at, uh, four twenty in the afternoon, I noticed police cars coming from everywhere in the city, like Virginia State Police, local police from D.C., Maryland police. And I said, okay, something is going on. Something something is yeah. wrong. And then like 10 minutes later, there was the declaration. And literally everybody cleared out right at 4.30, right when that declaration came. Like, like blocks upon blocks of Constitution Avenue stretching down past the Smithsonian Council, which is like three quarters of a mile away, completely packed with people. So do you feel, I've only got about a minute left. Do you feel as though um, the people that did engage in violence helped you, hurt you, or were neutral? The people that engaged in violence definitely hurt us. Good for you. Good for you. Um, Thank you so much, Adam. I appreciate it. Um, Thanks for being there. Thanks for standing up. Uh, and thanks for, you know, if you saw anybody being violent, you said you were going to try to move them away from that. Good for you. Um, there are many, many reasons that the left or not the left, that the media, well, that's the left, uh, the media will never engage on. There are reasons that we need to have an open conversation about. They are very valid that give people righteous indignation and feel like they're being stomped on. That needs to be addressed. Uh, But to have that conversation to move forward, we must be consistent. If you rejected the violence of BLM and Antifa, you must reject, in my opinion, you must reject what uh, happened yesterday with those who were violent in the Capitol. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Reggie. He lives in Florida. He's so happy with Relief Factor that he wrote in before he'd even finished his three-week quick start. He's just been having a lot of aches and pains and sniff, stiffness in his joints. Uh, just the usual stuff that, you know, all of us seem to get. But it was starting to really keep him from enjoying daily life. He heard about Relief Factor. He... <laughs> I mean, he he picks things up quickly. He decided to give it a shot right away. And what do you know? He said four days into taking it, his pain and his stiffness uh, just fell out of him like there were holes in the bottom of his feet. That's what he said. Four days. And he's writing us. Relief Factor is a blessing sent by God. Well, Reggie, uh, I've been there. I know what you mean. And I feel the same way. Relief Factor, not a drug, developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Order the three-week quick start now for $19.95. You don't have anything to lose but your pain. It's Relief Factor. Try it. ReliefFactor.com, 800-583-84, 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. All right, no, never more important to... 
Subscribe to Blaze TV. We need the we need it now more than ever. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This is a Glenn Beck program. Facebook has just announced that they have banned uh, the president indefinitely. They say for at least the next two weeks until the transition of power. Uh, I got news for you. <laughs> After he's out of power, they're never going to put him back on. Um, but uh, they are out of the Trump business now. Uh, they say because of the wild events of the last 24 hours, they feel that it is just the risk is too great to allow him to uh, speak or have access to the people that follow him on Facebook. Quite honestly, when you squash speech, things only get worse, especially when the people that were protesting peacefully yesterday were peacefully protesting. We want our voices to be heard. Don't tell us we're conspiracy theorists. Can we just have a hearing and let the state legislatures work this out and let them have an open hearing in these states? That's what people were asking for. And the reason why people get upset is because they feel their country has been stolen and the country is on dire straits, which it is, uh, and that they no longer have a voice at the ballot box because things were shady. You have to hear those charges and take them seriously, not at a Ramada Inn, not with just one side doing it, but in the sen- you know, in the setting of the state house that needs to be done and uh you're only going to make things worse the more you call names uh you uh try to say that everybody on one side is bad no no i agree with you that many of the people in fact most of the people at the beginning of the blm march were good and peaceful uh, didn't turn out that way in towards the end because it had been totally hijacked. It, I shouldn't say that good people were used from the beginning for a political and financial purpose of Black Lives Matter Global Inc. And by the way, uh, the local chapters of BLM will tell you the same thing today. Uh, so if I have to say, no, no, there were peaceful people there and I mean it. Hmm. Don't you think? Others should point that out as well, that maybe violence was wrong yesterday and violence was wrong for the 90 days in the summer. And there were peaceful protesters and there were people who just wanted violence. Gosh, I think we could be consistent. It doesn't seem to be that hard unless you're in the press. And we should give a a public safety uh, announcement to the left like what happened at the the Capitol was really bad, and I have not heard one conservative say anything other than that. Everybody that I've heard, at least, has been completely consistent in saying that what happened was really, really bad. We just had a phone call that said not so much. Well, I mean, I, I'm talking about public figures. I'm yeah, not necessarily yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about, uh, you know, everybody yeah, 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 in, the, yeah. in the world, obviously. Right, right, but right. like public figures, you know, conservative personalities have said, look, you know, you need to be clear that this what happened in there going in wrecking the capital totally wrong um we should make a public service announcement to the left though to un- so they know that their points when they say oh 
Well, if they were black, they would have all been shot. Are really dumb points. Like, I, I think they think they're really good points, but they're really dumb. First and foremost, some a white woman was shot and killed by during the cop. incident. By a cop during the incident. And it white. Would, it would have been reported if this were a BLM thing. Mm, you made this oh, such it, a good point. It would have been reported as uh, unarmed black woman peacefully protesting shot by police. Right. That's and how was it actually it, pro, uh, promoted last uh, Do you remember the headline? It was uh, promoted woman shot and now declared dead at Capitol uh, Riot. Riot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and... So you but, didn't know if it was a protester or an innocent woman. You had no idea what was going on. Don Lemon went on this rant last night, and oh my God, was it dumb. Why I mean, are you? Just, I, it was a mistake. I mean, as dumb as Don Lemon's rant was my dude, mistake at actually dude, listening to Don Lemon's rant. I was an alcoholic for 20 years. <laughs> I understand mistakes. That's not a mistake. There's... There's something cruel going on in your own head. But he, uh, you can tell he thinks this is an amazing point. And he's like, you know, the president of the United States wanted to have a photo op at a church. And they gassed the people in front of the White House. And now, here are, they're just letting, the cops are letting these people Did he run see rampant the all over the all Did over he see the, the gas that was released yeah. on them? The gas was that was released. They over, there are... Tons of videos showing thousands of people overrunning police officers. Yes. Okay. This is and not. Beating they them. did not let Bloody. them go. No. Beat, injured police officers in these circumstances. They literally killed a woman. Four people died in these protests. And in addition to that, the the description of his of the incident. They gassed him. I mean, tear gas was utilized. Do I think that was a good maneuver? No. They gassed them is a little bit ridiculous way to phrase it. And Oh, really? You're denying yeah. the gas that Hitler used to? No, no that's the whole <laughs> point. They're not comparable. But in, oh, in, aren't they now? No. Whitey. And in addition to this, let's not remember the church he was walking to was because protesters set the church on fire. <laughs> it wasn't just like he was going to a church for a photo op. Right. They set the church on fire. Could I, you know what? I don't want to hear from you anymore. Could okay. we just, could we just play Jake Tapper and uh, what he has said about protest? I mean, I think he says it all here. Now, too many see the protest as the problem. No, the problem is what forced your fellow citizens to take to the streets. Persistent and poisonous inequities and injustice. Mm. And please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite. And peaceful. We should point out that is not Jake Tapper. That is yeah, Chris no, that's Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Who's it, it was marked down on my sheet as Jake Tapper. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Chris Cuomo, but mm-hmm. I thought, oh, we have Jake Tapper saying that too. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's just the uh, that's just the brother of the governor of of New York. Uh, show me where it says protests have to be peaceful. Mm. Well, the uh, Constitution is a great place would be to start. A great place to start, but uh, uh, you know. We should also point out Andrew Cuomo is awful.com and Chris Cuomo is worse.com. All right. Let me go to uh, Will in Washington State. Hello, Will. Hello, Glenn. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. So I I just, it's it's really tough. I'm a passionate patriot. And um, there's just so many people in America that um, feel that they're just got a, a... a boot on them and 
Um, you've talked about the Bubba effect, and I just fear that that's what the left is playing, is they're wanting yep. um, that Bubba effect, and yep. then they can just point their finger and say, look, look at these people, look at these so-called patriots, these so-called Americans. You're exactly so right. You're exactly right. And it, thank you for knowing the Bubba effect. You've obviously listened to me for a while. The the yes, Bubba sir. the Bubba effect is when Bubba and the community have so much righteous indignation that they rally around Bubba, who's just killed a Sikh because he was wearing a turban. But Heath Bubba thought that it was a Muslim, but you couldn't really talk about Muslims because the government had excused all of this stuff. This this is not my theory. This is the Pentagon's theory. And you're exactly right. People feel righteous indignation. And so they'll see people do things like this and they'll say, yeah, it's wrong. But the problem is, no, it's wrong, period. Let's discuss what leads people to believe that it is justified. And what can we do about that? Condemn violence. Now, what do we do to make sure that people feel they have an outlet that is real, that people don't feel railroaded and isn't just some panacea? So you're exactly right, uh, Will, and uh, thank you for bringing that up. I just, you know, it, it's it's hard to find peace through all this, but I do believe that God, um, you know, we had Trump for four years, and there has been a lot of glory that was given to him, and I believe that through this, God is allowing our nation to go through this um, to also bring glory to him. I believe that the, the nation um, will draw closer to him and draw closer to each other, and I do find peace in that. I do, too. Will I tell you, yesterday I was so beside myself, I, I just didn't even want to do the show last night. Um, and, uh, and you know, I, I feel as though we have a boot on our neck. You, the audience doesn't have any idea what we go through with Facebook and Twitter and, and the left and the boycotts of sponsors and all of this stuff. You know, you don't need to know about it. You have your own boot on your neck. We feel it, too. Uh, and yesterday I was in great despair. Uh, and last night I read my scriptures and this morning I read my scriptures coming in and I thought he's got this, he has this, we just have to work to be on his side. Um, I didn't think good things would happen with Donald Trump. I thought really bad things and some bad things have happened, but some unbelievable, like miracle of God stuff has also happened because of Donald Trump. Uh, that I would have never, never thought could happen. Let's see what's going to happen next. That doesn't mean we don't stand up. It doesn't mean we don't do everything in our power. We just do the things that are A, righteous, and B, part of a plan that will help us gain support and influence. And we've got to be happy warriors. We have to be very, very smart. Uh, and we also have to take it to the local level. We've got to get our states. I really, truly believe we've got to get our states to become sanctuary states. What's your line? I asked you that on Monday. In fact, I asked you to tweet it out. 
What's the line? What's the thing that you say? I won't cross this line. I know I have several of them. They start they start taking guns, mandatory buybacks. Uh, they start uh, demanding that I pay super high taxes for guns or whatever. If they start collecting them or are telling me that I have to be on some national register. No, no. So what am I going to do about it? Well, I live in a county where I've went and talked to the sheriff. And I said, what do you what 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 do you see here? And he's like, oh, well, that's unconstitutional. And he said, in this county, we won't stand for it. He said, I don't think Texas will stand for it. He said, but in this in the Texas, if I have to deputize every single citizen in this county, I will. Good, good, great. I live in a place that has drawn the line in the sand, has thought about it in advance and said, we'll go so far. This one. Nope. Not going to do sanctuary county, sanctuary states, and the sanctuary is for the Bill of Rights. All right. So, you know how you go to a restaurant and, you know, you're going to get a way better meal from the guy who spent 20 years studying under the best chefs in France and Italy managing his own restaurants than you are from the guy who's like yeah i you know i was working the fry later and sneezing on people's fries uh you know and then just dipping them back in the hot grease because i'm pretty sure that would kill the grease uh, kill the germs um you know you the one's going to give you a better meal right that is the same thing when it comes to real estate agents you need to sell your home you need to buy a home you need somebody who is the best in your area or in your new area and we can help you for free on both both sides. Real estate agents I trust. I personally, and so was my brother, tired of the hassle involved with buying and selling uh, homes and finding a real estate agent. I didn't even know how to look. Well, we uh, got together with about 500, according to the Wall Street uh, Journal, about 500 of the best real estate agents in the country and we just started pumping them for information why are you better than the other what makes a good real estate agent what makes a bad one then we went out and we tried to find those people practicing those principles and we're going to turn them on to you if you're looking for a real estate agent you just let us know and we'll send you the name and number of the best one that we think is in your area it's realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for having an open dialogue, especially a couple of the people who disagree with me today. Thank you. Airing and having civil conversation is the way we're going to get through this. Uh, and uh, I have to tell you, I'm proud to be a member of this audience, uh, to know you. And I am... Uh, I am I am proud of what the blaze and what this uh, what Mercury has also done. Uh, that's my company. Um, and uh, last night was a great example. Last night was a very tough show to do because I have the same righteous indignation you have. I, I couldn't take Joe Biden lecturing me about how the president needed to come out immediately and uh dis you know uh, disavow the violence oh my god where were you for 90 days uh joe biden during the summer where were anyone in power in the summer um and i had a really hard time with that and last night was difficult but we went on the air and we reported the facts 
and the and I asked the tough questions that I didn't want to ask. And in the end, some of them, I didn't want to hear the answer. But we asked them and they were answered by people who are witnesses who were there. And uh, Elijah Schaefer, who does not want to say, hey, these were our guys and they were bad guys. He did. And he has it on tape. And he knows who the bad guys are. You know, he's been beat up by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. He's risked his life, but he's consistent. And that's what this requires. For if you said it was wrong during the summer, it doesn't matter what your excuse is. It's the same today. And that's the way we can live with ourselves. And that's the way we win and attract new people. Uh, And I'm proud of the work of The Blaze and of you. This is the Glenn Beck Program.